God's always with us. Yeah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Bubba, would you pray if you don't mind? Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord. Yes, God. Lord, we couldn't do nothing without you. Yes, God. We, uh, we love you unconditionally. Yes, God. Lord, just uh, be with us to this service. Uh, we love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for that. Y'all can be seated. Look the page at 295. 295. Tell me the story of Jesus. <coughs>
Michael for making that statement. You know, just think singing that song right there. And you go back and, and of course our Sunday school lesson this morning and everything you think about, every word of the Bible was written out of love. And Jesus came because he loved us. He came because he, he reached way beyond the same way he had. You know, enough to do that. But you know, he went to that cross too. He done that all out of love. All out of love because he loved us. And what love do we show him? And uh, you know, I felt that one. I felt that one. But you know, God still loves me regardless. Sure. Still loves me regardless. Bless you, brother. Still loves me regardless. Does anyone have anything they like to share? <coughs> this this past week when it was so rainy and hot, uh, my grandson goes to work at four o'clock every morning. At four o'clock, and I was praying for him, his well-being on the on the road and being so foggy, and I had to. Funniest feeling come over me. I knew that I didn't need to for him anymore because I had a feeling from the good Lord that it was all okay. Anyone else? Well, I tell you what, we do have a special this morning. I think Brother Chris and Pam will have one. Can you all share it this time? edition of the Baptist Hymnal. This is one of my favorite hymns and we just made a copy out of that hymnal and um, we're going to ask Marilyn to pray it, uh, play it for us and pray too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play and pray. Um, and the uh, the title of this hymn is Lord Here Am I. And I've sung it many, many times over the years as an invitation number. Um, Isaiah once said, Then said I, Hear my send me. And we hear other uh, times in the Bible when people, just like we saw Mary this morning, um, when the angel spoke, she was willing, and she was ready. And so, I just pray that you'd take the message of this song and it would speak to you. I don't sing it today because uh, I'm always ready and willing, but we need to be. And uh, you pray for us as we try to sing it. <clears throat>
been good to be here this morning. Amen. It really has. We just felt the presence of the Lord from the time we got here up to this present point. And I, I appreciate that. And I thank y'all for singing that song. A beautiful, a beautiful song. And I, I thought about hearing my sin die. A lot of times I'm a little afraid to ask that of the Lord. But I remember, I believe it was Jeremiah that, that said, uh, Jeremiah said, no, I may have been one of the other prophets, but I, I thought about that. We should always be willing to uh, offer ourselves to God and in spite of our weaknesses and, and things that we think are hindrances to us, offer ourselves to God to be a, be a vessel that He can use uh, in our life today. And I appreciate that. I really, really do. Uh, it's already been a blessing, as I said. Good to see each one of you. I, it just thrills me during the service to see folks coming in, and, and, and I, I really appreciate that. And it's a blessing to look back and see each one of you. And I realize that we've got some that are sick. We need to continue to pray for Brother Michael. I miss him. And, um, uh, and let's also pray for Sister Louise. I know it's been a while since she's been able to come. And, uh, she really misses being here. I think she she enjoyed uh, uh, getting to go by her house the other day and sing Christmas carols. I believe that was a, a blessing to her, and it was to us. And uh, so I, I appreciate that. And uh, let's pray for Brother Bobby Goss this morning. Uh, uh, him and Sister Pam are over at Whitesville uh, this morning. Brother uh, Paul Kelly gave him an appointment to come over there to preach, and so... I texted him early this morning and to tell him that I'm praying for him and we're going to miss him. And so please pray for, for Brother Bobby and uh, uh, that, that the Lord, if it falls his lot, the Lord will just hide him behind the cross and make preaching easy for him. So, uh, uh, but uh, I'm thankful for all I, can, all I can feel today. I want to also thank the church. Here a while back, y'all gave Belinda and I a gift card. And uh, I think it was maybe Pastor Appreciation Day. And on that gift card, uh, there were several restaurants that you could choose from to, to eat at. And um, uh, a lot of them were upscale, nice restaurants. And, 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 uh, uh, but we saw Longhorns on there. And Glenda uh, said, I sure would like to have a good steak. And so the other night we rode up there and we, we ate at Longhorns. And boy, what a great meal we had. I just, but I wanted to just thank the church for that. That was so, that was so good. I thought about every bite I took of that medium steak. I, I, I thought about the church and, and the gift. And I, I very much appreciate that. And well, thank y'all for that. And uh, uh, if you will turn in your Bibles to Romans uh, chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, this is the Apostle Paul uh, right here, and, and um, uh, I so much appreciate the devotion this morning and the, and the Sunday school lesson that, that, uh, that was taught, and, and uh, the, uh, the account of the birth of Christ never gets old, it never gets, seems like any time somebody reads it, preaches on it, teaches on it, I, I, I see something more that I didn't see the last time that I, that I heard it. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I told Brother Chris he talked like he'd been studying on that for weeks and weeks. You know. So uh, we appreciate that. But uh, Romans chapter 10, uh, it starts off here, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul was a preacher. Uh, he preached to the Gentiles, but he was also had his hands full trying to, to get the Jews to convert to Christianity. So he, he, had a, he had a pretty full plate. He didn't say that that's just my wish that they would uh, be saved or that I'd like to see them be saved, but he said that that was his prayer. And, 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 and a lot of times, uh, if I really want something bad enough, uh, I, will, I will really pray about it, take it to God. Uh, there's some things that I don't really care that much whether I have it or not, so I might say, well, I'd like to have that, but no big deal whether I don't or do. 
But with with Paul here, his his desire to see Israel, the Jewish people, come to know the Lord was important to him, very important to him, and and and, and he stresses that here. And um, he said, "Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved." For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Notice here, he he uh, he gives them credit for having a zeal uh, towards God, uh, but I guess the best way I can try to explain it is the Jewish people were under the presumption that works and traditions and ceremonies were enough to get you to heaven. They, they thought that. And, and, and boy, I'm sad to say that in 2022, almost 2023, we've got folks that still believe that today, that, it, that it's of works. And, um, and, and so Paul here uh, was trying his best in the preached word of God to get it over to, the, to, to Israel, to these Jews, and there were some being converted during this time. They were. There were several that were being converted, but there was a lot of them that were, they hated and despised Paul because he was one of them, and he turned. They, they, could, they just looked at him as a turncoat. And so a lot of them did not like him. And, and, but nevertheless, nevertheless, his, his desire and his prayers was that they'd be saved. That's, that'll be our desire and prayers for a lost and dying world. No matter how much we like them or dislike them, that should be our prayer for them to, for them to be saved. So uh, uh, he said they have a zeal of God, not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Um, I've heard preachers preach this all of my life and, and, and I have to I have to agree with it by the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ did not come to abolish the law, he came to fulfill the law. Amen. And he did that to the jot and tittle, I believe that's what they say. And and he did. He did that. He he fulfilled it. And, and uh, uh, the law was set up for a purpose, uh, and it was to bring us to the day of grace. And, and so uh, uh, that's, that's what the apostles tell them here. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Moses, under the law, he taught, he, he given the oracles and, and everything to, of, of what you do uh, under the law. And it said, uh, uh, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. You remember one time they, they tried to build a tower to heaven one time. I, they actually thought that they could build a a physical tower that would reach up into heaven. And, uh, uh, and that came to naught. Uh, but it says, Or who shall descend into the deep? Uh, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. There's a lot of folks that, uh, that believed that he was the Messiah, but, 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 but didn't personally see him resurrected as some did see. And so they go through life believing that, that they killed him and that uh, he's still in the grave. And, uh, uh, but he said, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. I'm glad that this way is in reach, aren't you? Aren't you glad it's in reach today? There's, uh, there's so many folks who've made a blue bear out of this thing and have made this thing to be something so far off that it's without... Uh, the reach of mankind, but pr glory be to God, He made this where everybody has access to it. Amen. Yellow, black, or blue, or white, we've got access to it uh, today. <clears throat> he said, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. I love this verse. I really do. Boy, there's so many opinions on what it takes to get to heaven today, but I'm glad that Paul condensed this thing down to a, to a way that uh, a fool, a wayfaring man would not err therein, the Bible says. He's, he says that if, that if we shall confess, confess the Lord with thy mouth, uh, the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I never will forget Brother James Pate, and he says this a lot of times in his testimony, and when he's preaching, uh, uh, he had gotten saved, and uh, but he hit a point in his life there where he just didn't feel the joy of the Lord. And, 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 and then the devil started uh, picking at him that he didn't have the goods, and this, that, and the other. And... Uh, uh, but but come to find out and, and he'd come to the altar and he'd pray and he'd pray and, and, and go back and not really satisfied with what, what he uh, came for and one day uh, uh, and I, I, I think it was Brother Jimmy Wadsworth um, got down there with him and he said James have you ever confessed your salvation he said no and he said, well, maybe you need to confess it to somebody. And he said he got up and he told the church that he had been saved and what God had done for him. And he had a peace come over him. Some of us today need to confess what God's done for us. Right. Amen. Right. Bible teaches that. Well, I'm shy. I am too. I was the one in school that would take a F instead of getting up in front and, and, and saying something. But I find it, I find it glory to him to praise and confess his name. Not only of his saving my soul, but what he's done since then, Maggie. The books wouldn't contain all he's done uh, just in my life. Just in my life. I love him today and I appreciate it. So if we'll confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus uh, and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. We didn't leave him in the grave, but we know that God raised him from the dead. And uh, he said, Thou shalt be saved. He went on to say, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Boy, I always want to tell people that's struggling with, with whether they're saved or not. A lot of people wonder deep down inside, they wonder whether they really got the good. Boy, I encourage you to read this. Read this. He says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. What the Apostle Paul is saying here, that there's no difference. The ground is level at Calvary. Amen. And there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile to what it takes to be saved. We all have to come through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm glad it's that way. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. He doesn't give just a little bit to this one and a whole lot to this one, but the Bible teaches us that he is rich to all that call upon him regardless of our bank account regardless of our social status or anything else if you call upon the Lord and you do it in sincerity he will be rich in his blessings towards you amen, amen. I believe that today amen for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved boy that that's just pretty well simple black and white, ain't it? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, preacher, I've heard you say and other preachers say that the Holy Spirit has to be dealing with you and inviting you to call upon Him. That's true today. I, if, I don't, if I'm uh, uh, not in fellowship with God and I just say, call on the name of the Lord and I'm not doing it wholeheartedly, uh, there's nothing to it today. But when he's tugging at our heartstrings and letting us know that we're lost and undone without him, if we will confess to him our sins, uh, 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 he, he'll do nothing else but save us. He'll do it. 
Boy, I'm glad of that today. I really am. Shame on us preachers if we ever make a booger bear out of this thing, if we ever add to or take away from the great plan of salvation. But it always needs to be preached in purity in the way that it was sent from heaven today. Amen. Amen. And I'm how glad of that today. So uh, I, I want us to think about just for a few minutes, uh, I'd like to preach on the thought, it's by His righteousness today. And I want you to think about that uh, just for a few minutes. Now, I told you a while ago that uh, uh, these Jews, uh, uh, they believed that they knew, they had heard of a coming Messiah. That was no that was no new news to them. They had been uh, taught this from the prophets back uh, through the years. The problem was uh, uh, that this Messiah uh, I called Jesus, uh, did not come in the way uh, that they had in their mind that a king that come to save his people would come. Uh, uh, he, I come in riding on a little donkey, amen. I, I don't believe that Jesus uh, had a look about him naturally uh, that made him maybe stand out or, or somebody that was a whole lot better looking than everybody else. I believe he was a comely man. Some I don't even call him homely, but uh, nevertheless he was the king of kings today. And, and uh, uh, just because he didn't come uh, riding in, in a beautiful uh, chariot, he is the king of kings today. And whether or not our folks believe that, uh, that's to their own doom if they don't today. Amen. And so uh, the apostle here was was teaching these people and he's teaching us today that it's by his righteousness that you and I are saved today. Not of works lest any man should boast. Amen. But it's by his righteousness today. I wrote down some Bible verses here uh, to kind of help us along the way. Uh, the Bible says in uh, the book of St. John in the first chapter, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Isn't that something? Amen? That He was here all the time. Uh, 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 God's presence has been here from the beginning of time. It was in the Garden of Eden. And it's been here in the beginning of time. I remember, uh, Sister Vanessa, I watched a program sometime back and I think it was called Undercover Bosses, I believe was the name of it. And, and it would be this big corporation and uh, the people that were kind of low on the totem pole, the laborers in that corporation, uh, didn't really know uh, the upper echelon in the company. And so every now and again, one of the uh, big bosses uh, would come down dressed like a regular laborer and he would join in there with them and he wanted to hear how they felt about the company. And uh, so and he, and he did this to try to better the company, see what the employees, uh, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't tell him if they knew who he was. And, 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 and they would say, well, our, our work conditions aren't the best in the world. We sure could use a little bit more money. And little did they know they were talking uh, to the man that would be signing their paycheck. But I said that to say this. He was in their presence, but they didn't know. They didn't know. And come to, later on in the program, they find out who he is and, and all that they're embarrassed. And, but, but Jesus... The power of God and the presence of God has been with us from the beginning. It's, it's been here from the beginning. The Bible said that he, he was in the world and the world knew him not. It went on to say in John, that he came unto his own and his own received him not. We know that he came, uh, uh, he, Jesus came to a Jewish family. He was born uh, into a a Jewish family there, and he came, and the Jews were his chosen people. They were. And, and, and he said he came to his own, and his own received him not. Why didn't they receive him? They were not going to have him on the terms that he came in. Right. Amen. They were not going to have him on the terms that he came in. And so it went on to say, but as many as received him, didn't say as many Jews as received him, but it said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 
Amen. Whoever received him, whoever took him in, amen, regardless of, 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 of their creed or color, whoever took him in, to them he gave power to be the sons of God. He's still doing that today. I'm so glad of that today. It's a matter of receiving him, receiving him today. I read a book several years ago. Uh, some of you that are as old as I am or older may remember a, 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 a tight end, I believe it was, for Auburn back in the early 70s, and his name was Terry Beasley. And uh, uh, Terry Beasley was a, was a great receiver. He, he had, a, he had a, a, a reputation of running at full speed with his arms out and looking back like this instead of like this. And, and through the, a period of the 70s, he broke all kind of records. Pat Sullivan would just throw the ball up and he would be under it and most of them went for touchdowns. I talked to him some time back, he's in bad, bad shape. His pro football career um, really he got a lot of concussions and, 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 and physically he's in, he's in bad shape. But I called him after I read his book and the name of his book was God's Receiver. And he said of the, all the glory that he got in college football and in pro football for his style of catching a pass an unbelievable catch looking back over his head. He said, none of that held a candle for what I received from Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He said, just as I held my arms out to catch that football, he said, I opened up my heart to receive what Jesus had for me. Amen. And in this book, he tells about his childhood and how he came from a broken home, a, an abusive daddy, and, and, and he, he took beatings when he was a child. And, and uh, just, just a, it's just a wonderful story from where he came from. But he said, when I met Jesus Christ and received him into my heart, he said, that was the greatest honor I've ever received. Amen. I just called him to tell him that I, I really appreciated uh, him, his book, and, and, I, and I figured he didn't have time to talk to me, and I was just going to tell him that I loved him and appreciated his book. And about an hour and a half later, we got off the phone. And then he called Belinda back, I think, a little later after that. And so, but, but I said that to say this, we've got to receive, this is a free gift to each and every one of us today, but we've got to open our hearts to receive it. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, as your Savior, you've been feeling a trouble down in your heart, I encourage you to receive what He's offering. Receive what He's offering. You, you, all you have to do is open up to receive it. Amen. And, 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 and so, so, so there is an effort on our part, and that's to receive what He's given uh, today. Uh, he went on to say, um, uh, uh, which were born not, He's talking about these that receive Christ. He says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. Young people that are here, you're a blessing to your parents. You are. And, and, and they had a plan to, that they wanted to have children. And you're, you're a blessing to them. And that was all in, in their plan. To have children. My my mom and dad, I've got two older sisters and, and my daddy wanted a boy. And uh, so mom and dad tried and tried, had miscarriage after miscarriage, and, and uh, I think one was even stillborn, according to my mother. And uh, then later on, by the time my parents were old enough to be my grandparents or great-grandparents, they had me. <laughs> and and that was that was what they wanted. And, and, and I'm sure if I had been a girl, they'd have been satisfied with that, uh, to have three girls, but Daddy wanted a boy. And, and so uh, they had me. That was, that, was their, that was their goal, was to try to do that in their older age, to try to have a boy. But I'm glad today that regardless of whether my parents were thrilled about me being born or not, it's the will of my Father 
that I be saved. Amen. Amen. You have a purpose, each and every one of you have a purpose today. Some, some children are called accidents. I've heard that many, many times, and I don't like that term. Accidents. There is no accidents. Every baby, I believe today, that's conceived, God has a plan for. He's not ashamed on us if we ever want one. Oh, goodness. And so, uh, he says it's not by the will of man or the will of the flesh, but brother Bo, the will of God. Of God. You've seen God's will in your children, haven't you? Amen. It was y'all's plan to have them, but it was God's will to save them. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, uh, I'm so glad today that, I, that, that, that He has a will for you and I today. There's so many people that say, I'm just nothing in this world today. I don't mean anything to anybody. There could nothing be further from the truth. Right. Everybody's got a purpose. Amen. Not everybody will be saved. The Bible teaches us that most won't. But it's not because it's not His will that they do. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, we go a little further, and uh, in, in the, in the um, 16th verse of the first chapter of Romans, said, for, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Isaiah had the same problem that a lot of us at church have today. We, we, we do everything in our power to try to spread the gospel, to spread the good news, but not everybody will have it, will they? Isaiah had the same problem. And not everybody would believe the report. Some did. Some did. But boy, I'm telling you today, I am glad today that no matter how discouraging that it was to, to Isaiah, no matter how discouraging it was to Jeremiah and the other prophets when they prophesied and they would, a lot just would not believe their report, just found it, found it to be some kind of fantasy and wouldn't believe it. I would sure like to go back and talk to Jeremiah and Isaiah and say, brothers, let me tell you something. Long after y'all left this walks of life, by what y'all prophesied, there's people today that's believing. Amen. Believe in your report. Long after y'all have gone on. And I'm glad. I'm glad today. If, if everybody in the world turns away from God, if we can reach one to Jesus Christ, what a victory that is. Amen. What a victory that is. Brother Andrew Owen told one time, said, we had a revival, and, and, and he said, back then, it was just common to have bunches of people saved during a revival. And, and uh, he, uh, he said they had a revival and maybe had one saved, I think it was. I know one was, maybe two. And somebody made mention after the revival, said, well, it was an okay revival, but we only had one saved. Brother Andrew told him, said, just one saved. What about the importance of that soul? Amen. That found the Lord. Amen. That's the way I look at it today. We can just reach. Reach one. I want to reach a whole lot more. But everybody is important to God. It's His will that none should perish, but all uh, come to repentance. Amen. By faith today, people are believing the report that these prophets had back over in the back over in the Old Testament. He went on to say in the 17th verse of uh, first chapter of Romans, he said, "So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." Amen. I remember one time, and I may have said this before. I uh, I was like any other little old kid in church and, and I wasn't put in a nursery. I was carried I was carried in the church house from the time that I was just an infant. And uh, and I'm sure that I was a a, 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 a a nuisance to some people around sitting around us. I'm sure according to my sisters I was. <laughs> but I'll say this it it I begin to think about the things that I would as I got on up in my years and the preacher would get up there and preach and I would be over there, and I'm not saying this proudly, but I'm probably saying this that a lot of you can relate to. I was bored to death. 
And uh, I, I didn't like dressing up. I didn't like being confined. And, and I'd be over there. And I knew better than to run around the church because my mom, uh, my mom and dad would not allow that. And, and I, so I knew better than to do that. But I would squirm in that bench. And, and, I, and I thought, is this man going to ever hush and make me go home and with me? But I remember one time he said, in his preaching, I'll never forget this. He said, what if everything that you thought that went through your mind was plastered on the wall for everybody to see? <laughs> and boy, when, and, and I was, I, I couldn't tell you another thing he said. When he said that, I thought, boy, I would hate for this church to see what I'm thinking right now about this service, about this boring message, about me wanting to go home. But, but I'm telling you, the, the, the preached Word of God, it will reach. When you think your children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren are not listening, you just keep on praying. They're taking in some things. They're taking in some things. My little old boy would lay on the bench and sleep all through the way through church. And, and it, that's where it kind of aggravated me. I thought, he needs to be listening. And, uh, but at least when he was sleeping, he was quiet and wasn't disturbing nobody. So we just let him sleep. But I remember one time at the dinner table, he talked about something that the preacher said. He brought it up. And I thought, somehow or another, Elaine in those little ears, he, they got to him. They got through to him. So, so it's through the preached Word of God that, that condemnation comes, awareness of God, um, uh, realizing where we're at with God and making us to want to get uh, in fellowship with Him. Uh, it, it, a lot of times the preached Word of God, the testimonies and everything gives us an answer to something we've been searching for a lot of times. Boy, I've heard old sainted ladies get up and testify uh, in the Holy Spirit and they would say something that I had been wondering about for a long, long time and God gave them that to say. To, to answer a question that I had in my life. And I, I appreciate that. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I was found of them that sought me not. That's uh, what he says here. He came unto his own. His own received him not. And the gospel was to whosoever will. But to Israel, he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaid people. God was continually had his arms opened to Israel. Warning them, as Apostle Paul did, desiring, their prayer was, that they would see the light and come to Jesus today. Oh boy, I wish today... Brother John, that in Washington, D.C., that the Holy Spirit would be so strong there that some of our leaders that don't know Jesus as their Savior, that something could be done or said that would, that would make them realize that they need Jesus Christ in their life. Wouldn't you feel more comfortable being led by people who are led by God? Amen. Wouldn't you? Amen. Amen. But all of this... And I know that I've gotten off the, the thought that I had, but all of this is because of His righteousness and not of ours. And I'm going I'm to get through this pretty quick. He said uh, over in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus, he said, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. He said, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. You see, these, these Jews had a tendency to boast, especially being <coughs> Jews by blood, they had a tendency to boast a little bit about their heritage. Going back to Abraham, they, they boasted about that. And, and, and Gentiles were looked at, not by all of them, but it was pretty common with a lot of them, Gentiles were looked at as a lesser person. They were. Even today, even today, there are several Jewish families in the upper echelon around Birmingham 
that they don't say it, but you can tell by their air that they're just a tad bit higher on the run. Not, not being ugly, that's just the way it is. So, these people thought that by their good doings, that first of all, God chose them as his chosen people, and that, and that by them keeping the ceremonies and the laws, that, that they had everything wrapped up, that they had this thing done. But what Paul was preaching to them brought conviction upon them and let them see that what, what they had was not what they needed to get to heaven, amen. It was, it was by faith. Faith justifies today. Faith justifies. We can't justify ourselves by anything that we do, but our faith in God justifies us to God. Amen. And I'm so glad of that today. So glad of that. <clears throat> you know, the Bible tells us, and I love this story that Jesus tells of the, of the publican and the Pharisee, what an example of how those people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those sects of the Jewish people, what an example that Jesus gave us when two men went to church to pray. Isn't that something? When we remember the story, the, the, the Pharisee began his prayer with boasting of what he had done for God. That's what he started his prayer. Boy, if you want to be cut off from God real quick, begin your prayer telling God how good you are. And boy, that'll, that'll, that'll really cool it down in a hurry. But the Bible said that the publican, he came humbly to God. Smote upon his breast, wouldn't even let lift up his eyes toward heaven, and he asked him, he said, be merciful to me, a sinner. What was Jesus trying to teach us? That humbling ourselves, believing, coming as we are, that's what, that's what God's looking for today. That's what He's looking for. Boy, I'm, I'm glad of that today. Amen. I remember uh, one time the Bible teaches us that John the Baptist was baptizing. And, um, and while he was baptizing, there was people coming and the Bible said they were confessing their sins and being baptized. And, and John, was, John was probably just uh, glorying for God, for, for what he was able to see. There are people coming from all walks of life. I can see them coming down here to the river, stepping in the water, saying, I'm a sinner, I've done this and that. And I want Jesus Christ to save me or I, I, want, I want what it takes to be saved. Amen. And, and John was baptizing. And there must have been a right smart of them down there because it got the attention of some of the Pharisees and Sadducees and they came to the baptism. And I really believe that they came to the baptism intending to be baptized. They probably thought, well, I've kept all these other rituals that we've, that we've done. I'll just go down and be baptized. Boy, I tell you, Jess, I want us preachers to be more like John the Baptist. It would have been so easy for John to say, yeah, the more the merrier. Y'all come. There's plenty of water here. But instead, he knew their faults. He knew where they were coming from. He knew they didn't have Jesus in their heart. And him being braver than we are today, he said, you generation of vipers, said, who's warned you to flee the wrath to come? Bring therefore fruit, meat for repentance. What was he saying? Bring a testimony with you. Tell me what God's done for you. Don't just come up here and let me duck you underwater. But you come and bring something, proof that you know the Lord. <laughs> proof. Amen. I don't have a certificate on my wall saying that I've been born again and it's approved by the state or federal government, but I have in my heart a seal that Jesus Christ put there that's far more important than anything that could be given to me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
John went on to say, because he knew their, John knew their thoughts. He knew these Pharisees and Sadducees' thoughts when they came. So before they could say it, John said to them, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So what he was telling them, don't hit me with that children of Abraham. <laughs> We're baptizing people over here confessing their sins to a man that can raise children up to Abraham. Amen. Amen. It's by his righteousness today that you and I have life and we have it more abundantly. The Bible teaches me that my righteousness is as filthy rags. Uh, there's nothing this flesh can do that would, that would bring any righteousness to myself or to you either. But it's by his righteousness today. And I want to encourage you today. I read to you some very simple scripture wrote by the Apostle Paul on how to get saved. And everybody in the house may be, and I hope that that's the case. But if you're not, if you're not, would you be God's receiver today and let him come into your heart? Preacher, I just wish it was that simple. It's more simple than I preach it to you. It's more simple. That if you'll believe and confess, amen, you can be saved today. Amen. Amen. If you're struggling, you've been saved. If you're struggling today with your relationship with God, with your relationship with other people, maybe you just need to confess to God. Just confess to Him. Amen. Maybe you've been saved. I think this happens a lot of times. Maybe you've been saved and just as Brother James Pate was, you hadn't confessed it. You hadn't told the church. Amen. The angels in heaven rejoiced when you got saved. You'll see Liberty Hill rejoice when you tell us. Amen. Amen. So maybe you just need to confess it. Well, I'm just not sure. Boy, I'd come here and get sure. I come get sure. Amen. The devil's always going to bother you about your salvation. He always will. That's his job. That's his job. Brother Bo, you've been through it. I've been through it where the devil would torment us. But I had to, he gave me the power to become the Son of God and the power of prayer to talk to him and let him confirm to us. Well, he's, by his righteousness, he confirms that to us today. And that don't mean that tomorrow Satan's not going to come with another trick. But right now, I've got that peace of God in my heart. Give me just a second. If everybody will stand, 480. And if there's anything that you need to do, Well, preacher, if you'll do this or do that, I'll do this or that. I'm going to tell you something today. Don't make deals with God. Just follow His leadership and His guidance today. Whatever He's leading you to do. Maybe you hadn't testified in a while. Amen. We got time. I'm hungry like y'all are, but we got time to hear some testimonies. Boy, I'd love to hear them. I really would. Whatever God wants you to can do. Confess Him to other people today. Confess Him to the church. God wants us to brag on Him. And He deserves to be bragged on. He more than deserves to. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs>
interrogation uh, where somebody is brought in questioning and they take them into a little room and uh, a detective or another law enforcement agent usually be in there and they will know that who they've got in that room is guilty of what they believe is guilty and they know.